times too much. These dumbass niggas. Niggas ain't shit. Come up in your crib. Hold up in your fridge. Can't pay rent. Look at what you did. Listen to your friends when they say niggas ain't shit. Niggas ain't shit. Come up in your crib. Hold up in your fridge. Can't pay rent. Look at what you did. Listen to your friends when they say niggas ain't shit. Then I got a face palm, shook him like an eight ball, and it's embarrassing. Ten page text, shut up about a book. Could have made a bag, but he broke and he's still in the Doing too much, relax a bit. Acting like that, cause your dad's a bitch. Must be the way that the planet is. Must be your face, cause snatch your dick. I'm a freak, not a masochist. Should've known you had the baddest bitch. Left on red and can't give head, but you ain't shit, and the accident. Another episode of Unaccompanied Adult with Joe Diaz. What's going on, everybody? Ah, oh, man. As you can tell by the song uh, selection that I chose this week, uh, I'm about to get into some uh, some real shit, I guess. I always get into some real shit and always get into trouble for it. Uh, but, um, you know, before I get into it, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody is enjoying this, uh, this nice weather. I think it rained a little bit today. I didn't leave the fucking house today. I, I didn't, I didn't leave the house at all, uh, today because you know what? Fuck that. I deserve to stay in. I'm always out like working in traffic and all that shit. I deserve a lazy Sunday. Everybody deserves one, you know, but um, I hope everybody's doing well out there. Uh, me, I'm chilling, you know, just trying to keep my head above water, as they say. So I've gotten a lot of heat uh, from the female portion of the audience saying that I'm using my platform to essentially bash women. Uh, and I only talk about what women do wrong in relationships. Which I say to that. Yeah, no shit. It's my, it's my, it's my podcast. Get a podcast and you can fucking retort. However, in the spirit of fairness and equality, I'm going to spend today's episode talking about why are most men emotional damage? Why we have emotional damage? Why are we emotionally damaged? Um So I will play devil's advocate uh for this episode. I'm not calling women devils. Some of you some of you are devils. Um, but you know what? I'll Instead of saying uh, devil's advocate, I will play the other side of this. And 
try to uh, illuminate some of the reasons why uh, most men are emotional damage. Why we have emotional damage. Um, I'm going to use that a lot this episode. So uh, be prepared. It's fun. Emotional damage. It's fun. I'm getting I'm getting used to this whole podcast and using sounds and shit. So um yeah. Before I begin my dissertation, or before I continue, I am one of those said emotionally damaged men. I admit it. Some guys don't admit it. However, in the spirit of transparency, I am emotionally damaged. Uh, for a myriad of reasons. And, you know, one day I'm, I'm going to pinpoint what it is. Maybe I wasn't hugged enough. Uh, maybe somebody threw out my favorite toy when I was a kid. I don't know because those are like repressed memories that I'm trying to dig out. And, you know, I ran out of whiskey this weekend, so I couldn't really delve into it. But with that being said, let me take a sip of my let me take a sip of my coffee before I start talking. <sighs> there you go. So a lot of men are toxic. We're all, we're, we're, most of us, eh, fuck it. All of us are toxic. The only ones that aren't, uh, don't have pulses anymore. Uh, we lie, we cheat, we accuse. Uh, we don't talk about our feelings. And we expect a lot from our partners. So, the toxicity, uh, runs very rampant in the male segment of the species so like have you ever wondered why and i know that you're listening right now and go of course joe a fucking course i've wondered why some of you are trying to figure out why your current significant other uh really doesn't share that much or why he's not affectionate or just why he's there's a, a, a general asshole. So today we're going to get into some of those reasons. So that's what we're trying to, you know, we're, you know, I, I hope I can uh, help pinpoint some of the reasons. Uh, like one of the most common reasons uh, why men are emotionally damaged is uh, a lot of us, uh, we move from relationship to relationship very fast. It's 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 almost uh it's suspect in a way because you know like our ability to to move on fast is is uncanny sometimes. And as men, uh, we usually get over the last one with our next one. So like we no, there's no there's no I guess uh time gaps between 
when we end a relationship to when we start a new one because you know we're back on the market um we don't allow ourselves to heal properly uh before we get into something new which is i've been very guilty of um uh, especially with my last relationship you know if i'm being transparent again i'm being transparent i'm just trying to uh, take accountability, which I've been accused of not doing in the past. I'm just trying to be, a, I'm holding myself accountable for my flaws. Um, a lot of guys, uh, we treat relationships like we treat cars or apartments. Like, you know, we look for the same qualities in all three, you know, relationships, cars, and apartments. Like, do I look right in it? Uh, does it feel right? Who was the last person in it before me? Etc. You know where I'm going with this. Like, you know, the ability to move on quick is a toxic trait that all men possess because we don't have the emotional education to really face these issues head on. We aren't taught how to get over shit except for the whole walk it off approach. And that's what we're doing. Like, um, when I leave one relationship and I start talking to somebody new, that's just me walking it off. I'm not really uh pinpointing the reasons for why the relationship ended i might be the problem they might be the problem my um my ability to understand somebody may not be there but like you know what fuck it i walk you know there's always a next one the whole there's plenty of fish in the sea approach that we that we as men go by. And yeah, I've 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 been I've been I've used women to heal myself. And that's fucked up. Like I didn't really consider their feelings. Like they get attached. But I was like using them like LeBron uses the ice bath after a game. Like I'm just trying to get over the hurt so I can get back out there and Give it 110%. You know, it's it's hard to really uh, deal with failed relationships. Because, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's one of those things that as men, we're not, we're not conditioned properly to deal with, you know, like, for example, and, and believe me, this will get to a point. The PTSD that soldiers experience when they get back from dealing with uh, traumatic events overseas or on the battlefield, right? We're not, they're, they're not really taught how to deal with life after war. You know, you can see your, your uh, you know, explosions everywhere, people dying everywhere. Sometimes your best friends, uh, your, you know, your brothers in arms, you know, uh, dying all around you or being injured all around you. So they don't, they don't really, there's no class of how to 
decompress or actually acknowledge of you know all the 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 emotionality of war they don't there's no classes on that so they don't they don't tell you how to reacclimate yourself back into society what they do is well you're out now go deal with the world and that's what men for the most part that's what we deal with and i'm not saying that relationships are war but the ptsd of a failed relationship it really takes its toll on you it takes its toll on you because we're not taught how to get over relationships emotionally we're not taught or in a healthy way we're just taught well, it if it, it 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 didn't work out, man. It didn't work out. Fucking move on, man. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Why are you crying over her? Go out. Go get laid. Go do this. Go do that. Like there's no there's no classes on it. And yeah, I, you know, there are uh there are ways to deal with it. You know, there's books, there's therapy there's uh you know there's uh, confiding in a friend or a loved one but you know we're not taught that shit and we're taught to not to hold that shit in to hold your feelings in until we become this fucking Will Smith in uh what is it After Earth? Like no nigga, I have no feelings. Except for when you talk about my wife, then I smack you on stage at the Oscars. But that we're we're taught that emotions, you know, they're your enemy. And and men, we you know. And another reason is like like we don't we can't get over childhood trauma for for the same reason because we never really dealt with it. Like single parent households have have given men separation anxiety and, and commitment issues. Like men can't emulate healthy marriages or relationships if they weren't raised around one. Like the household, your your mom and, and your dad, there's they're supposed to be the the model of family structure that we don't we don't see. And don't don't get me wrong, like I know a lot of people that were married out of single parent homes and they're still strong today. That's not you know, I'm not going to say that's a clear indication of a failed marriage or not. But a lot of men around, you know, from my generation, at least, were raised like junkyard dogs. Like we we, we played in cold, uh, fucking biting tires in the snow. We were kicked out of the house to fend for ourselves. 
we were left alone during the summer, like just to get to get in all types of trouble. And that's 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 that single, that's that. Yo, I'm raising soldiers. I'm raising warriors. That's that's that mentality from my generation. And I think I was like, we're, my generation was the last generation to actually do that because these young kids, they're not built like that. And also, what we try to do is have a healthy family structure for them to follow, especially the what uh, us who who were raised in single parent homes. And I know I'm jumping back and forth, but it's true. Like you're dealing with, like it, it's fuck it. You know, if you if you're raised in the streets. Your big homies are your role models. The neighborhood drug dealers are your role models. So what do you want to be when you grow up? You want to be the big homie. You want to be the motherfucking hustler. If you're raised around doctors, and ha- you see it all the fucking time. You see it. Uh... Does, you know, kids or, you know, people in the service. If you're a firefighter, you're, there's a chance that your son's going to become a firefighter. If you're a cop, there's a chance that your dad was a cop, you became a cop, and your son's going to be, or your kid is going to become a cop. They emulate that. They see that. If you're a mechanic, your kid's going to be a mechanic, or at least learn how to fucking fix cars. So if you you teach your child how to love, that child grows up to emulate the love that you showed them. And a lot of us, fuck it, I'll say it. Like a lot of us born in the 80s, raised in the 90s, we didn't have that. No. And I'm not fucking, I'm not copping plea over here. I'm just saying that a lot of the reason that a man that a man or men will have commitment issues is because they never seen a committed relationship. You know. It's just it is what it is. And a lot of and a lot of women out there uh I've noticed look for Especially single single mothers, they look for that that father figure. In in uh, their potential mate, especially if they have young kids. And I don't blame them. You know, you can't. Nobody wants to do this shit alone. But me, you know, there's I guess there's a a certain amount of things that. I'm equipped to do and certain things that I'm not equipped to do. And I'll say that pretty much about most of the guys in my generation that were raised in single parent homes. You know, it's hard out there. It's hard out there when you're not, when you don't have all the information.
another reason I think that why you know we were emotionally damaged is fuck it. I I joked about it, but many men weren't or aren't hugged enough, which is why we're not as affectionate with our significant others. Like you know, it's you know. It's it is what it is. It's it's a joke and like yo, you weren't hugged enough as a kid. Like I said, we were fucking raised like junkyard dogs. We're fucking fed raw meat. Fend for yourself, homie. You know. Like I try I try very hard to be as affectionate with my kids as I can especially the older they get, so they know what love feels like, um, especially from a parent. It is what it is. It's like, it's, it's fucked up that a lot, you know. Let, let, all right, fuck it. My mother raised three boys by herself. So she wasn't afforded three three boys, three motherfuckers in the 80s and the 90s. Three boys. Right? And by her hard work and by her, the grace of God, we're all professionals. Compared to what we saw in the neighborhood. So I give her all the credit, but in that in that raising of three boys, three men, there's a certain sensitivity that that goes by the wayside. For example, in a two-parent home, one's the enforcer, the other one's the nurturer. That's the that that should be the healthy dynamic of the nuclear family. Or what we once considered the nuclear family. One has to be the hard ass. The other one has to be the sensitive one. Good cop, bad cop. That's, that's the dynamic that fucking works. So what happens when a mother is forced to be the enforcer? Sensitivity goes out the, goes out the window. Because you have to be tough. And in that, affection is not as present as it should be. It's not. Like, you know, I've been in two households. Two separate households. Where I was, quote unquote, the man of the house. And in those households, I had to be enforcer while my partner had to be the, the sensitive one. The one that they run to. Their sanctuary. The kids are their sanctuary. Because after... After a punishment, you need leniency. 
It's just one of those things. Like you, you need somebody to, to be the chaser of the hard liquor. If I, if I could be so bold to compare the two. But if you're, if it's just you raising kids by yourself, chances are that. Yo, like you have to be the enforcer because you can't let them sh- see that there's a chink in your armor, there's a, a weakness in the link. Nah, you have to be tough. And in that, you know, my mother, you know, she tried her best, but she was a tough lady. And she needed to be. Let me get that out the way. She needed to be because she had the streets to deal with. And then when you have that, that fucking, that, that monster out there that influences young men, young ladies too, but more particularly young men to go astray, to do crimes, to sell drugs, to hustle, to, to do whatever you, they need to do to make money. You have to be equally as influential as those streets and the streets aren't sensitive. So why would you be? Why would she be sensitive? But the side effect of that is I'm not as sensitive as I should be. I'm not as affectionate as I should be. I try to be. I really do try to be. But, you know. One day, like like I said, I try very hard to be uh, affectionate with my with my children. Being affectionate with my significant other, that's that's hard because I never saw it. I never saw it. I, you know, my mother dated and whatever, and I'm not trying to really get into my family's business like this. But you know, my mother was single. She, you know, she had boyfriends. You know, it's I saw some affection. But I never saw the mother-father dynamic or the the husband-wife dynamic. There was no there was no guy there to show me, yo, this is how you treat a lady. And it sucks. It really does suck. Because, you know, I never got that. Lesson. I never got that education. And I'm not saying that all marriages are fucking, uh, uh, what is uh, the Cleavers and shit or the, or the Brady's or whatever. You know, it's hard work. But, you know, we're taught, like, well, I, you know, not, not, not that I learned. It's just since I, w- I didn't have that education, so I never learned how to work through relationship problems so cut and run is the uh the easiest solution like cheating like men who have cheated or have been cheated on display trust issues in their partner it's just you see it all the time. You know, I've been cheated on. 
and I've cheated. I joke about it sometimes, but not right now. Like insecurity sets in when uh, we feel that we can't trust or confide in the other person. Like I've been cheated on a couple of times. Twice. Twice. I've walked in on them. It's hard it's hard to bounce back from shit like that. Um So and you know, obviously it happened when I was young, but most things that shape you mentally and emotionally happen when you're young. Like one happened when I was like 17. The other one happened when I was like 22, 23 around there. It's hard, man. And I know. I'm not, I know I'm not supposed to associate all women with what a few have done to me. But if Delta or United Airplanes crashed, I might start considering taking JetBlue. I'm just saying. It's just one of these things that, you know what, fuck it. I've, I've had bad experiences. Now, what I, have, I had to learn by myself is what led these ladies to, to cheat. And in that, mistakenly, stupidly, it led me to cheat. I'm not, it's not something that I'm proud of. It's just something that I did. And it's hard to get over. It's hard to get over infidelity. And especially for a man. Fuck. For a man to get over infidelity? Fucking grant him sainthood. Because it's hard to get over. And he carries that with him. He carries that with him with every relationship that he's in. I've carried it. I know some guys have carried it. Ladies have carried it. And unfairly, we don't trust our partner because of it. They had nothing to do with that. But if one dog bites me, I'm going to be more wary of dogs. Get it? You know. A lot of us, a lot of us men are raised to be toxic too. We're raised to be toxic. That's fucked up. As the male species, we are raised to be toxic. We're raised not to show emotion because emotions are a sign of weakness, especially in black and brown culture. Like crying is a sense of weakness in the eye of, uh, in the eye of people, including women. We can't be sensitive or vulnerable because we feel it could be, and sometimes is, used against us at any given time. 
like there's a there's a, there's only a, like a few instances where it's socially acceptable for a man to cry. And this is the list. One, birth of the first child. The second one, mm, you better suck that shit in. Birth of the first child. Two, getting kicked in the nuts. Very hard. Not like tap, but like somebody kicks you really hard in the nuts, you're going to shed a tear or two. Three, your sports team lost the, the chip, lost the championship. They lost. You cry. Four, your sports team won the chip. Like, I'm going to cry if the Mets ever win another fucking World Series. We have two. We're due. And five, uh, the end of, like, Green Mile when John Coffey, like the drink, and I spelled the same, when he dies. When John Coffey dies, boy, waterworks. Aside from any of these instances, you better suck it up, buttercup. Can't cry. What's wrong with you? You weak? You a punk? We can't, man. It's not socially acceptable. So, like, we don't talk about our feelings. We're not raised to. That shit just turns to angina. Like, it, it fucking fucks with your heart. Because you're, you're holding in all these emotions. That's why men fucking die of heart attacks like at 45. Because we can't admit that a fucking puppy's cute. Or something's wrong with us like that we had a bad day. We can't admit it. We can't admit that we suffer from depression. I've said this before. Like, I've been in situations where... I was having what I now know is an anxiety episode. Like linked directly to my depression. And the utter disgust in the eyes of the person that I was talking to ensured that I would never be that open with anyone ever again. Fuck that. To avoid that look? No. It sucks. It sucks that I'm that that and I'm being complete. You know what? I I, I didn't want to turn this into what's wrong with Joe episode, but a lot of guys deal with this shit. Like we can't be open. What's bothering us? We can't cry. Because you see us as weak. So we hold it all in. That's why when you go. What's wrong? Nothing. Nothing at all. We'll look you straight in the fucking eye. Nothing is wrong. Don't worry about it. Let's go get something to eat. We'll distract you from our shit. And then we'll just like silently play it off. You know, like I said, I've been in situations where I've been faced with a person really trying to get me to open up to them. And a lot of guys. Let me not, not let me not put it on on me just. There's there's men who we're they're they're not raised 
to talk about their feelings. Nothing. Go to work. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to fucking distract myself with work, and I'm going to deal with it like that. I'm going to distract myself. I'm going to completely ignore it until it becomes a bigger problem, and I fucking snap at you for why there's no orange juice in the fridge. Stupid shit like that. We don't have this emotional education. And a lot of us don't want to go to, to therapy because of this shit. The fuck's a therapist going to do? Make me re reaccount my, my, my upbringing? No, fuck that. That's a, that's a, a very narrow-minded way to see it. But we don't know anybody. We weren't taught any better. You know. And like just for just to finish off today's episode. A lot of emotional issues come from losing passion. Like as little boy as little boys, we had a vision of what we wanted to be and what we wanted to do when we grew up. The older we get, we start to realize that being an X-Man isn't as lucrative as it is on as it looks like on TV. They live in a mansion, they have a private plane, they got a bunch of shit. One can control the fucking weather. Everybody has their own room. Got the holographic. I'm I'm getting besides the point but like letting go of our dreams and realizing that life isn't all blowjobs and ice cream sundays is a blow to the male ego a man without passion can't express it in most cases because there's nothing driving him to be better so he becomes complacent in everything that he does whether it's his job or his relationships or even in sex. Like, you need a passion. Men, we need a passion. We need something that drives us. And sometimes, I hate to say it, ladies, sometimes that passion has to come from outside that relationship. Like, you help us. You help us love. You help us help us. Uh, be more open to affection but none of this love none of this affection comes without passion and passion is what a, a man must find outside something that he's passionate about himself something that makes him happy something that he loves deeply that's not romantic like you know or it has nothing to do with a physical person. It, you know, a man can love his his wife, his girlfriend. A love a man can love his children, and he and he can raise another person's children with with all the love in the world. But if that motherfucker does not love what he does, or if he's not chasing his dreams, believe me, that he will not have passion when he goes home. Is, is you know, I don't know how else to put it. 
You ever fucked without passion? No. Well, some of us have. It's gross. You know? You're not all the way hard. Like, it, it, it's, it's, it's fucked up. Like, it's, it's like, this passionate sex is a waste of everybody's time. Just like dispassionate love. And, you know, the world beats us down. If a man doesn't love what he does, if that, if that dream was beaten out of him, if that dream was killed by somebody shitting on it, then it discourages him from loving something as equally as he does. Some of us have followed our dreams. Some of us haven't. Or some of us tried and got discouraged by somebody really going, yo, that's a waste of time. Or you'll never make it doing that. It sucks. You need passion. You need passion to move forward. You need you need it. That's what drives you. It's what wakes you up in the morning. It's what gives you fucking hard-ons. It's what it's it's what keeps you going. Ladies, understand that your man needs a passion and don't and please don't think that he's trying to take time away from you by following his dreams and following his passion he's doing it so he can be better for himself and subsequently you fuck a man with a passion watch he'll bottom out because he's 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 equipped with that vigor of life that will keep him going, that wakes him up in the fucking, in the morning. It keeps him going. He comes home with a different fucking story every time for you. He talks to you more. He's happy. Support his dream. Don't make him feel stupid or insignificant by fucking Shitting on his dream. And I'm not saying that women do that. Not all women do it. Women do it. Not all women do it. But, hey, if he has a dream and it's not, if he's not trying to be a fucking X-Man, support it. It's just, you know, he'll come home and love you more because he's happy. Life tends to beat the happiness out of us. Especially living in this goofy-ass country where we fucking live to work. The motherfucker has a, 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 a band with his boys or, yo, I make music on the side or I paint or whatever. Let him. Let him. Because 
He needs that. He needs that happiness. Let him be happy. Don't think that he's stealing time away from you. We all need our shit. We all need our stuff outside of a relationship. How, and I'm not saying like, yo, uh, his passion is going out and smoking hookah all the fucking time. No, that's dumb. That's, that's, you know, that's his entertainment. I'm, I'm talking about something that, that he loves, that he strives for, that, that he wants to be better at. Don't make him feel stupid for having that. A hobby. It could be a hobby. It could be something that he's working towards. For the betterment of himself. Don't be a dream killer. Don't make him feel stupid for having these dreams. Or this love, this this deep love for something. Because a lot of us are felt to may feel stupid. I once said it. I used to make music. Another person that I was with at the time said, yo, that's fucking stupid. Stop doing it. And for me, and I wanted to make the relationship work, I stopped making music. I let go of my passion. And then I became dispassionate in the relationship because I had no outlet. And... You know, I was really going by the motions, uh, through the motions, I should say, in the relationship while I'm here. And I didn't know how to deal with that loss of passion. I wasn't taught. So I hope I shed some light on why us niggas are... Uh, a little bit off sometimes. I hope so, because uh, you know I'm trying to I'm trying to do better with the female audience. I'm just trying to I'm trying to be nice. Hopefully, uh, next time or next week, I'll I'll get into why women are. Damage. But then I'll get a bunch of shit for it. And on that note, this has been another episode of An Unaccompanied Adult with Joe Diaz. Peace. <laughs>